Alright, welcome to the Slightly Less Than Ten Pints podcast. It is my myself, Blake Shelton, joined and by Matthew. Matt Whitehead. Hey man, how you doing today? Matt, all the way over from Durham, North Carolina. Oh, I know, this is what, first, this is going to be our first uh, distance one. Uh, kind of feels weird, but I, I got my, I got a beer, so I guess it's not too bad. Yeah, Matt and I determined that a lot of the reasons why we weren't putting out podcasts more regularly is that neither one of us wanted to be the one to drive to the other person's house and have to drive home and not drink beers. So this is a nice, uh, uh, technology is providing us with a nice alternative to where we can both have slightly less than 10 pints and get home safely as well. Oh, yeah, I know. And I, oh man, what are you drinking today? I'm a. I gotta admit, I'm a. I'm a bit hungover from <laughs> well, from yesterday. <laughs> I, I'm excited to hear about your weekend in footy. So uh, for me, I just, um, I just, uh, you know, I paid my dues. I went and watched some of the Panthers game, uh, and had a couple Bell's two hearteds um, beforehand. You know, and I, I, you know, I charged it to the business account because obviously it's a it's a business expense for my pre gaming for this podcast. <laughs> but 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 on the way home, uh, I picked up a twelve pack of Heineken, the official beer of the Champions League, to celebrate it coming back this week. So uh, um, I'm, I'm sipping on one of our one of our all time favorites, Matt. But what about you? That's classic. Uh, today I'm drinking. Uh, Brewvarian, which is from Brewprint, a local brewery uh, based out of Apex um, around here. Uh, and then before this, I had uh, I had some tacos at a taqueria that's like five minutes down the street. And I made the, I mean, I had a Mexican Coke, which was delicious, but I fucked, I fucked up doing that. Like, that shit <laughs> tore me apart, man. I do not feel too hot. It is, it is a bit rough right now, but... <laughs> But well, we're gonna have to power through. If you do need a bathroom break, just let me know, and I'll be sure to let everybody else know what you said. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but no, man. Uh, yeah, I gotta let me let me hear. I'll tell you about my weekend in footy second. Yeah, that's. Uh, oh, so all right. So, uh, so, uh, so I'll you go, go first. first. All right. So my weekend in footy. Um, like we said, this is the first weekend back following the international break one of my favorite times of the year. I think we'll discuss that a little bit later. But uh, this week, um, I uh, I actually went down to my beach house. So uh, my lovely girlfriend ended up buying me tickets to a live podcast uh, on Friday night. One of my favorite podcasts that's not soccer related. Last podcast on the left, they did a live show in uh, Carborough at Cat's Cradle. So shout out to those guys. So uh, it was a late birthday present for me. We went over there and checked those guys out. The show ended at like 10, and uh, a couple weeks prior to this event, I had promised uh, Bridget that we'd go down to the beach, spend the weekend there, and so my options to see a fantastic slate of matches were actually really thin. It was uh, it was either drive up early in the morning and miss the matches following the podcast uh, on Friday, it was watch all the matches in the morning and get down to the beach late as hell, probably like, you know, two o'clock at best, um, probably four o'clock at best. It's like a two hour drive and the 12, 12 o'clock match was awesome as well. So uh, I, w- I was cutting it close, Matt. So I ultimately decided to take one for the team and drive in at like 2 a.m. 
on on Friday night just so I could wake up and watch the matches in the morning and justify that the the beach trip but uh, my efforts were in vain as I woke up at 7:30 watched the match for about 15 minutes and fell back asleep until <laughs> until the 10 o'clock matches so um, it didn't didn't look like I missed miss much a bit of a snooze fest for that 7:30 but um, that, that's that's how I got my footy in this weekend and then um, like I said, I was at the beach, and uh, a buddy of mine, um, his dad was our high school American football coach, and so he's a big, big-time football guy, uh, and I was trying to get him into the soccer life. I watched the uh, the Sunday matches, which were horrendous slate of matches to try you and convince him. <laughs> yeah, you gave him, like, was, the fucking worst Super Sunday matchup I, ever. I was like, hey man, you should maybe check out this sport a little bit. And they gave me Newcastle, Swansea, and before that Burnley, and who who, else, who did Burnley play? The Palace. Crystal <clears throat> Palace, yeah. So they didn't give me a lot to work with there. Um, but that was a lot of fun watching him freak out whenever uh, soccer, you know, soccer players dive and roll around on the ground and everything. And him being uh, from such an American football family, he's used to only going out to check on a guy if he's pretty much dead or <laughs> has a broken neck. But uh, <laughs> I I learned that um, that's something that I've just learned to live with. That I don't I don't hate the uh, hate the um, the rolling around quite as much as maybe your average American does and and he was he was really fired up about that but you'll notice i i skated over the everton loss because that was a bit of a bore and we'll continue to skate over that because i saw you out and about and having a lot of fun and i want to hear about what you got into oh man so my weekend in footy so uh woke up went out on friday night uh and i got my car hit uh by uh, a friend of mine um so we didn't get <laughs> we didn't get home until late so i woke up i woke up at 7:30 watched it you just watched. brushed over that is the car <laughs> fine i mean <laughs> that's a uh, that's a a big event um i got a dent in the door so i got to get that figured out and whatnot it's a good so thing you just got a new car a couple months ago right well yeah so it was uh <laughs> It wasn't, but you know, it was. I should have followed the slightly rule and taken an Uber, even though I didn't really drink. Um, uh, I guess that was punishment for uh, having, you know, having a few beers. Uh, and you went, you and Rain, Wayne Rooney both not following slightly rule I number know, one. Man. <laughs> so yeah, both getting both getting punished. So yeah, needless to say, I was up way too late. Uh, woke up. Started the match in bed. Same thing. I fell asleep. But I woke up for the dismantling in the second half. Ooh, uh, gross. I uh, woke up to uh, Mane kicking, uh, <laughs> kicking <laughs> him in the face. Uh, that was good. But then I, uh, I didn't watch the. I watched the second half of all the ten o'clock games. Uh, I took you know once again went to London Bridge Pub. Uh, Went there, met up with Dev, uh, Darren, and Fahim were there. So, so you made you made you made the long trek all the way in, huh? Yeah, so it, it was good. So you, you caught the the second half of the ten o'clock matches at London Bridge. Yeah, at London Bridge. Okay, so okay. I watched. Uh, you know, they had Arsenal and Bournemouth on the TV. By the uh, way, missed opportunity for our group because this is probably as we just talked about 
horrendous slate on Sunday because every big team and every team that our group follows outside of West Ham playing on Monday played y- yesterday, and we we couldn't get a group together. Huge missed opportunity, so I'm glad at least you made it out there. All the lads, so but that was um, so all the lads missed out on that one. But once again, great, you know, good slew of music. Uh, it wasn't the result I wanted for United, but um, you know, I'd take a point away at Stoke. So, but it was good, you know. Lots of banter going along, going around. Uh, you know, Fahim and Darren, you know. I'm sure just roughing it up, seeing just United taking a piss, taking a result that wasn't anticipated. In a in a Liverpool bar with a bunch of people who hate United, I'm sure you had a you had a lot of a lot of chat coming your way. Uh, I was, it was, but it's it's all in good fun, man. You know, as soon as that final whistle's done, you kind of just move on to the next one and just enjoy your day. And uh, that kind of like is kind of made me think. I was actually talking to Darren. Um, I was like, Darren, uh, co-owner of London Bridge Pub, co-owner of London Bridge. So we were we were sitting there, and he goes like. You're not gonna piss off after the match. I was like, no, man, I'm staying for a drink. And he's like, I was like, yeah. He's like, well, that should be a that should be a fucking rule because he's like, I fucking hate when people piss off right after a match. He's like, There's, you, you gotta. Have, I was like, so I told Darren, I was like, well, that you know that should be you should have like the command the LVP commandments or the the rules at London Bridge where it's like, you know, like. That's a, I think that's a new slightly rule to me. Don't piss off straight after a match. Have a pint. Talk to somebody, connect, talk about some matches, talk about something else. Kind of, you know, get to know your local people at the pub. Slightly rule number four, don't piss off straight after a match. I couldn't agree more. Um, Matt, a lot of times when we do get big, big pub days, we sit at the big table right at the entrance. And it, it never ceases to amaze me. The second the final whistle goes... You will see people walking out of the bar, win, lose, or draw. Like they will just be gone. They'll be gone. They might have won a huge result, and they have already paid their tab, and they're out of there. And that's that's arguably one of the the worst decisions you can ever make. You've got to have post match banter, regardless of the result. Regardless of the result, you just got you you have to do it, and you have to stick around for one pint, and that's how you get to know people at your pub. That's how you get to know them better. That's how you make some good friends. You you've got to. It builds character to stay at your pub wearing your team's colors, your kit, your scarf after you've had a horrible result and just have the entire pub coming up to you and chatting shit in your ear. That's how that's what builds character and that's and that's what creates a great footy community at your local watering hole. I definitely I 100% agree with you, man. And it's like uh, cuz it's just, you know, we had it and so I, I obviously stayed for more than just one, um, but <laughs> that's never been a quick stop in the pub kind of guy, historically speaking. But you, you know, Fahim, Darren, Dev, Dev pissed off after about two. Um, he went to the NC State tailgate, but um, but yeah, we, you you sit there, you listen to some good music, you have a good sing song, whatever it is, and you kind of. You just get there and you know you talk. We I don't even think we talked about footy to be honest. After the final whistle happened, it was more of just. Well, you got off lucky then because that was a horrendous result from your boys. <laughs> Although to be expected, you know, no one's getting past Jeff Cameron. So, <laughs> uh, you and your USA players, holy shit! But Matt, I will. Oh Lord, uh, I will give you credit though. Um, 
at, despite the the mileage between us right now, you are proudly wearing a, a Manchester United kit. Give us a rundown what uh what you're rocking. Um, I got the new uh, black away kit, the one they actually wore on Saturday uh, with Pogba on the back. Uh, Ooh, okay. So I got a that is sharp. Of, I didn't think I had seen that yet, so I wanted yeah, to make sure I asked. New, yeah. Ooh, that is that's sharp. That's yeah, sharp. Yeah, so I got that, and I actually I I rocked on Saturday. I rocked the '92 away kit or third kit, which is it's the green and gold half kit. Um, so I had the collar, the Harley Quinn, collar, the Harley Quinn one, yeah, the Harley <laughs> Quinn, Harley Quinn kit. So I looked like a fucking jester, but um, I would that's say a I looked, solid kit, though. Oh, like fuck, it's like fucking when you walk into the pub wearing a '92 third kit with the tie up. On the on the front, like no one's questioning your fandom. Uh, I know because it's just like, and they got gigs on the back, so I was getting a ton of. Fahim kept going on and on, and same with Darren, and we're just like telling people, "Watch out, I'm gonna shag their wife and shit." So, got <laughs> got to be on the lookout for Matt. He's a sneaky um, little dog. Oh yeah, so no, that's good. I see you're wearing, even despite your uh, your <laughs> shellacking, you're <laughs> yeah. wearing. Uh, I'm I'm in double double trouble. Um, I uh, I'm wearing my proud Everton away kit, the new 2017 version, the gray. Um, but I've also got uh, Master Wayne on the back, the drunk driving king himself. So uh, I'm staying proud, but. Um, you know, it, it was my birthday a couple of weeks ago, and and after Rooney scored that header against Stoke in the first week of the season, my mom happened to text me and asked what I wanted for my birthday, and I was like, Rooney kit, and uh, here I am <laughs> wearing that Rooney kit. Oh, uh, he's a he, he is a legend. He is a legend. He's a bit of an idiot, but he is a legend regardless. So um, I'm glad to have him. Glad to have him on the back of my kit. I just maybe wish he had listened to slightly less than rule number one. Really should have listened to the podcast, and that's that's what this is all about. We provide serious bands, and we give you good rules on how to, you know, interact and just pretend like you know what you're doing. Like that's the thing. You you may not have any idea. But at least you can pretend that you know what's going on. Hey, you listen to this podcast, you know not to piss off after the match result ends immediately. And then everybody looks at you and is like, "What a fucking wanker!" Oh, yeah, that's a to be nut- fair. Most of the people that leave immediately after match results were also drinking Coca Colas the whole time. So you know, do we really want want those guys to be in the pub for too much longer? No, but then I guess there's the there's the thing. There was a city fan probably. That's the guy who always drinks Coca Cola. He leaves no, 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 after the no, no, match no, no, immediately. No, 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 it wasn't him. There was a there was a City fan and a Chelsea fan. I guess they were friends and they were there today, but or yes or Saturday. And holy shit, they were annoying. I was just like, God, I just I was so glad when they left. Just, <laughs> they were just, it was just I was really glad they pissed off right before the United match because I could not have handled it. Yeah, you, know, you might I, not I, have gotten such a smooth ride for the Stoke result if those two guys had a st- still been there because they were riding some highs. Oh, it was just the insults were elementary. It wasn't even like just... Oh, no, no good bants? No, nah, they were just horrible banter. They were just loud. <sighs> they were like trying to be annoying. I don't know. I don't know. But they were good at it. They were good at being annoying. Hey, they got under your skin apparently. Yeah, so. so, but it was good. But all in all, you know, good. I didn't watch any matches today. I was like, fuck that. I'm going to. There's nothing I'm gonna on. Do that. But I, it, uh, 
despite the poor match slate today, it was definitely nice to have the Premier League back after uh, after the the first international break of the season. Yeah, um, I wish it was the last international break ever, but. <laughs> Oh, I don't. I don't get it, Blake. I don't get why you like the international break. I mean, I get. I get. You need to qualify for the World Cup, but you don't need friendlies. They're pointless, man. They're just. It's just a waste of time. It's no one really cares. We all know club footies where it's at, and that's where the best players play. And then you don't have to go throughout this whole shit. You don't have to cry because in England, just, well, I don't even cry anymore because England suck. They just suck. So you just like kind of just like you just know it's there so there's no excitement no excitement for me i know you get all riled up but why do you get riled like what what's what's so great about it for you why why do you like the international break matt and i fundamentally disagree on the value of the international break and and how much how much of a good time it is but um knowing that we roughly wanted to touch on this i have been thinking about you know what it is that that I like about the international break. Obviously, I probably have a little bit more stake in in the U.S. men's national team than than any other team. So I do like whenever they come back, and and because it's such like a rarity, you don't get it every week. It it feels like you know it feels like you're getting a little more you know getting getting a little something that you don't always get. But um, for me, and this is this is cheesy, and this is this is super lame, and I'm a little bit embarrassed to say this in a public setting, but. I, I, I genuinely kind of like international breaks because despite all the bants at the pub and that being such a great time and, you know, me being able to tell you that, um, you know, obviously no Manchester United player is good enough to get past Jeff Cameron at Stoke City. Um, I, I, I do like the occasions where everybody in the pub is rooting for the same team and everybody is in to support the U.S. men's national team. And I do like that camaraderie. Uh, on its occasion, and I think they do. I I personally think that international breaks are spaced out well enough to where it's still exciting every time, to where everybody can come together and support the same club for once, and not not have to you know not have to sharpen their bants for the weekend. Yes, I guess you need like a little. I mean, it gives me a good time usually when I usually go out of town for that weekend. You know? <laughs> that, that conveniently schedules his vacations on international breaks. It is. I mean, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. You know, you can go to the pub and you know, and everybody in there is supporting the U.S. When I like Darren and Mike, co-owners of the London Bridge, they they tell me you're literally the only Everton supporter that walks in here ever. Admittedly, it is a, a Liverpool bar, so I'm <laughs> I'm always going to be outnumbered. But like you know, it's nice to have a little bit of support for for the team I'm I'm going for. I guess I just don't get the friendlies. Like friendlies just don't mean anything to me. I just think they're uh, like like the qualifying. I think the qualifying's good. I mean, you have to have that. And I mean, yeah, you're right. The international break has this, but just. Have like one match or something, maybe not two, two pointless matches, you know. And then you get send them off to training, and then, you know, and then Phil Jones will kick Smalling, and they'll both get hurt, and they'll be out for like three, four weeks, and and you know that was Fellaini got injured, you know, over the international break, and he could have been very useful against Stoke. Yeah, Fellaini and those twelve-minute appearances. I'm sure he's going to make a huge difference for you guys. But I mean, like, okay, yeah. 
I'm I'm not gonna argue with you that that friendlies are the most exciting soccer you that that you can watch, but they're they are necessary. No, if, they're not. They're like, necessary for you to to get your team ready. I mean, imagine if you try and qualify or try and be competitive in a World Cup, and and you've never played with these guys before. You need as boring as those matches may be. England needs a chance for for Harry Kane and Dele Ali to play with not. Spurs players, even though half of the England national team is made up by yes. Spurs, they need they need to work in those other guys so they have a, a a decent and somewhat watchable World Cup. Yeah, and the, but like my thing is like with friendlies, it gives like false hopes. You get you know like England will play like France or well, something. That's just because you're an England like, supporter. But <laughs> you win a friendly and you win like you know whatever. When England beat Germany last year, it was like they won three two. And then everybody was like, oh, my God, you know. And then you take – then you get hyped up over nothing. And then it's like it's 3-2 against like – and they're friendly. For me, that's like, your fault. or not? I'm not saying it's yours because I know you hate friendlies. But to me, that's the fan getting hyped up over the result in a friendlies fault. It's not the friendlies fault. It's, it's the obliviousness of whoever's taking it seriously. Yeah, I guess. And it's – to me uh, – all right, okay, you win. All right, you, it, it, it is fun in the sense of going to the pub, watching it at like 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. It is nice to then... have a primetime match, too, although I was going to say my least favorite part about the international break is waking up and not having footy to watch on Saturday morning, but it is cool to be able to like make a night, and we're, we're getting a little older to where, like, we can make a night out of watching a match in, in prime time and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good and drunk at 1 o'clock. I'll just go on home. <laughs> yeah, we hope. Or, you, or you, just, you just hope we don't end up at the karaoke bar. <laughs> no, that is never my wish. I always hope we end up at the karaoke bar. Yeah, as long as you just don't pass out and forget everything and fall asleep on the hood of a car. <clears throat> yeah, man, I hate when our friends do that. Not named me. Not named Blake. Yeah. And then and then it's closed till Tuesday, so you don't have anything. Yeah, whoever that friend of ours was that didn't have their phone from Sunday morning until Tuesday evening when the karaoke bar opened again. Man, sucks for you guys. Whoever oh, that man. was. I wonder if he got in a bit of trouble with his uh, with his lattice. The uh, the old ball and chain might not have been happy about that. Oh, still man. still got tickets to the last <clears throat> podcast on the left though. <laughs> you know, put in work, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to blame that one on uh, going to our NCFC game. Um, you know. That's By the way, I told you birthday birthday coming up. Uh, Bridget got me for my birthday. On top of that, that uh, show I told you about um, NCFC training kit and an NCFC magnet that I'm putting on my car. So I'm driving in style, baby. NCFC on the back. Oh man, I I would never do that. But you, you <laughs> okay? Wait, hold on a second. So I'm getting grief about not showing up to the NCFC supporters event whenever MLS was in town. Yet here I am, NCFC scarf. You're looking at it right now via via webcam and rocking a magnet, a sweet. That's a great badge on the back of my car. How am I getting shit for this? I I think you're trying a little too hard. You're trying to make up. You're trying to make up for not making <laughs> one of the most important events for NCFC in the past 
Well, ever. This it's a it. new we're club. Trying to, we're trying to go to the. We're trying to go to the MLS, and Blake skips out, and now Blake's trying. <laughs> he's trying to. Get he's a overcompensating. He's overcompensating. Yeah. And, uh, I think I was just busy bagging a hat trick for my tri sports team. So, um, you know, people needed me, Matt. The lads needed me. The lad. Uh, I guess so. The lads needed you. Wasn't we're gonna it? get. We're gonna get Darren on an episode soon uh we've mentioned him a couple of times um <laughs> this is a this is a, a funny story so two stories here um i was telling my friends about how much money we're hemorrhaging through this hobby and how most people are like aren't you isn't your goal to make money in a podcast and i was like yeah well you know we don't have any sponsors and they were like you guys are at london bridge pub all the time why don't you just ask them to be a sponsor and i was like why on earth would they ever sponsor us we talk so so positively of them without any financial compensation whatsoever they have no no interest in actually paying us because it would be no different Um, if i I got like a like like two free pints or something a week off it oh yeah man i talk about those guys even more but but we'll get darren owner co-owner of london bridge pub to to tell you guys the story of the lads need me one time on a future episode and it's just just stick that in your back pocket and wait for that to be a thing. Uh, one of the best stories you'll ever, ever hear. And once and Darren also is a fantastic storyteller. So fantastic. We'll definitely we'll definitely have to do a live uh, a live pub episode. Uh, try that out, see how that works, and we'll get we'll get Darren on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That'd be good. Oh, man. All right, so so we talked a little bit about England. In the international break, we, we mentioned that the entire spine of that team is made up by Spurs right now, um, and yeah, you guys had a couple couple good results. It looks like you're in good shape for qualifying. So Matt, you being, um, you know, an an England, do you you hold you hold dual citizenship, don't you? Uh, correct. Yes. Okay. So Matt Matt's got an English passport. Unfortunately, he was never able to catch on with the national team, so he's just had to be, uh, be a fan from afar. But you know, how are, how are you feeling? Um, how are you feeling after those results? You just told me you don't try and put too much weight into friendlies, but those were World Cup qualifiers. Um, your boy Marcus Rashford put you guys in a hole at least against that uh, Slovenia, Slovakia, mm, Slovakia. Don't me on, yeah, and but you guys had a nice comeback. So I mean. You've got to be yeah, feeling good, right? Spurred, spurred by him. So yeah, know, he basically did everything. Old poor um, man's Christian Pulisic, Marcus Rashford. Yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll save that as another topic. But um, I don't know, man. I, I don't have any hopes for this England team, to be honest. You know what? Maybe get out of maybe a round of sixteen. I don't know, and then lose to some fucking lose to Iceland again or something. <laughs> On penalties, though, usually. Uh, That's usually you, you guys move in the World Cup, right? Yeah, penos or something, some kind of... Uh, dis- there'll be some kind of disappointment. But it's just like, with England, you know, I, I don't... Uh, the talent just isn't there. And the, the, these players, they don't really play that well together. You just... you kind That's of. That's why you need friendlies! <laughs> Yeah, but I just like you just saw it, and it's just there's no cohesion when you were watching, you know, one point where it's like Chamberlain's running, and he he's got Deli Alley and Kane, and he fucking shoots from thirty yards, and they're just both sitting there like it's three on two, and he just shoots from thirty yards, 
And then Deli Alley goes and does the same thing to Chamberlain. It's like there's no respect between the players, and it's all kind of this me mentality. And you just it's all it's a team of individuals. And then you got Cahill that's kinda kinda slow and donkey like and Hart, I don't know why Hart Butlin should be playing, especially after how he played this past weekend. Especially especially um, if FIFA seventeen has anything yeah. to do with it. That, I mean, that dude was amazing on FIFA, but okay. But you have and here's here's my my last two cents on England. You have players that like like Kane, Deli Alley, or anyone, you know, on these on these teams, and they play, they look way better than they actually are on these English Premiership teams because of the world, you know, the world class players they play with. Not necessarily, like, of course, Raheem Sterling looks a lot better when he's playing for City because he's when got Aguero, Aguero. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know Silva and all those, and then when you put him next to fucking Oxlade Chamberlain, it's like fucking train wreck. You know the ox, but ox. But yeah, no. Before I get like too upset, I just, I, I just think there it. There's no cohesion in that team. It's it's kind of a team of individuals. But is that it's a team of just average players? Southgate. Is an okay coach, but, but is that just the reality of what international football is? Is every team lacking cohesion because they play with each other eight times a year, and they're all vying for? Hey, this is why I should continue to be on the team, and hey, this is why I should be called up to the next World Cup. I mean, is that just a result of what all international soccer, seemingly outside of Germany, looks like, or is that an England problem? No, that's just a that's a problem when your team isn't that good. <laughs> That's what I I mean, Blake, look at it, you know. Italy doesn't seem, or not Italy, uh, Spain doesn't seem to have that problem. Or I can't believe France drew Luxembourg, but that's that's one of those crazy ones. But I still know, I still have a sour spot in my mouth for um, France. Matt and I made a, a pint bet last uh, summer for the Euros uh, where I took France and Matt got the field and they got all the way to the finals and lost to a Ronaldo-less Portugal. But... Yeah, so that makes sense that they drew with Luxembourg. I think I think you owe. I think I think I'm winning in the pint bet category against you yeah, because I always give you the field. That's fair. <laughs> nah, you just make dumb bets like the Zlatan one. <laughs> All right, Zlatan round two. We we shook on it last last episode. It's coming. But he has to specifically go to LAFC, correct? He gets either of the two LA clubs. Oh, either of the two LA clubs. So, so my, my chances just were doubled. Oh man! So, well, we'll um. Then we talked about England a little bit. So I know you want to be. You know, you've been chomping at the bit to talk about uh your beloved USA. So we'll uh, we'll move on. As once again, we have differing views on this, but. That's um, actually the opposite of my feelings for the USA right now. That's the last thing I want to address because I'm just I'm just sad boy over here. I'm hashtag sad boy boi. <laughs> oh man! But uh, well, one step closer, right? To the. I mean, one step, one closer. step closer from the the eventual heartbreak that I feel like is coming for the USA. It's, it's, we're like, I mean, like you, you as an England supporter, you don't appreciate your undefeated World Cup qualifying run and how, how safe you feel knowing that you're going to be playing in a World Cup next summer when 
when the USA is, you know, very realistically not going to be there. They'll be there. I, I, I don't see them fucking this one up, man. <clears throat> it's, it's true. But, yeah, it's just... But here's the thing. It's You're just... And this is where we 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 had our, our differences. I think, I think the I think the U.S. men's national team needs a wake up call, and you're never going to get that wake up call unless you either one don't qualify for the World Cup or come so close that it's scary. And you're kind of it's kinda, scary right now. I'm <clears throat> scared. I'm shaking in my boots over here. What what do you what do you how how bad? You think you think it would be? Do you think it would send U.S. soccer backwards, or do you think it would be more of a wake-up call that you know? Well, Matt already thinks get... we're backwards because we've hired Bruce Arena, which will we'll, that might not be a discussion for right now. But um, this is actually a, a question that's been doing the rounds in American soccer Twitter this week. So, Matt, you're actually not the the first to to broach it, um, but there was a, a popular. Um, Serious XM radio host who posed that exact question on Twitter. Um, it was, would the U.S. missing the World Cup be a good thing? Yes, no, or get the fuck out were the three options. And um, yes had 13% of votes when I voted. Um, and it had like 8,000 votes or something like that. Um, and the other two combined made up for the other 87% or whatever it was. So you're definitely in the minority here. It would be... It would be horrendous. We're already like, you know, despite me and you loving this sport, like we are certainly not the majority. I just watched a game earlier this this morning with a, an American football fan who was like, what the hell are they doing? He looks like he's got a twisted ankle. Get up. And so like we're, we need, we need the support that a World Cup brings for this national team. Like it would be devastating for us to not qualify absolutely devastating we've already missed the last two olympics if we lost if we if we missed out on a world cup like you can't deny that we want it we want this sport to continue to grow if not only for the national team we want ncfc to be a thing and like you know we want we want more is, matches is, to be NC, on what's ncfc have anything to do with the world cup it's it's um, just we want the sport of soccer to grow in the state so our 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 local club can be better but like it would be horrendous. I, I got to rewind a second. Don't put the Olympics and the World Cup in the same kind of category. Who? Okay, that's that's fine. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like, We've already missed two Olympics, and that's bad matter. enough. No, it's not. It's like an under-23 thing anyway. So it's like, but who really The cares? average American soccer fan doesn't know that. They're like, why aren't we here? Why isn't Landon Donovan playing? Well, they probably don't. The average American soccer fan probably doesn't understand why England doesn't play in the Olympics either. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Uh, Matt, do you, do you care to give a 30-second answer on why that is so we can say we do bring new information to our listeners? Um, England is... It would actually be Great Britain, so it would actually be a combination of Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland, and England, and not... So England cannot specifically go there. There's a whole long list of things of why... But I'm not going to get into it. But just yeah, to let I only you know. gave you 30 seconds. But <laughs> you guys are welcome. Don't say we never did anything for you. But yeah, but no, uh, yeah, I think it would be it it, it would be devastating. I, I would 
Yeah, because if you think of if Billy Bob was, you know, why is an America in the World Cup like ain't this some frat fun? dude holding a Bud Light, kicking a soccer ball around in his rainbows over the summer? It's like, hey, why aren't we here? Like that guy was me seven years ago. As I watched Landon Donovan score against Algeria, I was like, I should go buy FIFA. And now here I am right now. That that's all that's all it takes for you to be contributing financial dollars to your local watering hole. You just need a good a good World Cup run. And for every one of me, I'm sure there's a zillion other guys who are like, mm, I'll go to the I'll go to the, the NCFC game. I mean, you do have a point, Blake, but my point is this. If if the US did not qualify Yes, it would be terrible for your average American soccer fan and kind of maybe a bit of the game here, even though I think the premiership um, helps a lot in itself. But <clears throat> the U.S. men's national team really needs to take a long, hard look at itself. It has to take a look at its development. The players. This is, this is the most average group of players in <laughs> quite a long time. The U.S. I, men's I, teams in the 2000s were considerably better. And it's <clears throat> you, you, but it's like England. They're England 2.0. Exactly. It's a, <laughs> just a bunch of overhyped prima donnas that don't play well together. And, they, and both teams have an average coach that really isn't going to take them to the next level. I know my thoughts in Arena is he's kind of just a placeholder right now. I get it. He kind of was there to stop the bleeding, but... He's kind of archaic and a dinosaur, and no way, dude. The four four two bucket is really revolutionary. But it's just uh, you just you need to look and you need to realize like some of these players don't. You're relying on like an eighteen year old man, <laughs> like that's where we're at. That and and that is another beauty of the international soccer game to me. Like I, I think it's absolutely fascinating that. That you know, if your club team has a, a deficiency, you go out and buy a replacement. But like the U.S. men's national team, we have nobody to back up DeAndre Yedlin. And say what you will about DeAndre Yedlin, he's certainly not world class at right back. But but yeah, Matt's laughing at even that those two words being in the same sentence. Well, you know, but like, you know, I also hate, but, I also hate Yedlin. You hate everybody on the national team. But what's fascinating to me is the idea of like trying to fit, trying to piece together a team when you can't just go buy another option because you just have to live with what you have and the team building aspect of just being like, this is what I've got. I've got to make it work. I've got to play Fabian Johnson wherever the hell he can play because he's one of the most talented players on the team. Like I do, I do genuinely enjoy the challenge of trying to make it work when you can't just simply buy a replacement. And I, and I, I do like that aspect of the international. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. And I, I mean, I, I like that as well. There was there was I a agree. there was a tweet I saw during the the England speaking of England Slovakia you told me right yeah Slovakia there there was a tweet out and there was like only in international soccer will you see a midfield pairing of uh, Hamzik who is a world class player by every definition plays for Napoli fantastic midfielder partnered with an MLS reject from NYCFC. His midfield partner couldn't fucking make the team at New York City FC. 
but that's the best option that they had to play with him, and that's just fascinating to me. Yeah, and they gave and they gave mm. England a run for their money. They <laughs> did, man. They went up one nil and in, in, inside of two or three minutes. But yes, I just think, but U.S. soccer's in disarray. You kind of need a wake up call. You need. Has this not been the wake up call though? Like has has being within a result of not qualifying for the World Cup, has that not been enough for us to continue looking at it? And even if we do need a wake-up call, like, there's not, like, we can't go buy somebody. We have to deal with what we have at, no, you at gotta, this time. you got to get a good manager, and you got to get, and you got to build. But you just, you kind of got arena, and it's just like, it's, it's that's all I'm saying. Like, the, the U.S. Soccer Federation kind of just stops the, like, their ultimate goal is like, yeah, if they're kind of like, you know, I don't think they have an end goal. I think it's just like, hey, if we make a World Cup, cool, you know, we do this. But, like, they don't want to push on and become something greater. And is that only based on the hiring of Bruce Arena that you come to that conclusion? No, I'm thinking it's just everything. It's just like you're just at a – there's just no progress. It's like you you just don't see no progress doesn't mean we don't hope for progress no one no one is content with with the reality of our situation right now i think they are i think if i think the us soccer federation if they if they if you just you know win a couple gold cups here and there and you know you kind of just it 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 seems to be that way with england and I'm just saying, like that's 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 my basis. Maybe that's maybe that's my maybe that's my my fog glasses. And you just you look at England and you just look at. For me, I feel high, like I feel it, like it, USA I, has USA's answer is is much different and much more difficult to implement than the way to improve the England squad is. Like you and I both agree that English players should just go elsewhere and learn other types of football besides. Just all being Premier League specialists who just the bully the shit out. The US, they all play in the MLS. Why? Yeah. Half of our starters play in Germany. I guess, yeah, you got fair point. But it's like, we'll see who the US hires after Arena. That will be a fascinating hire. Absolutely fascinating. Obviously, Bruce Arena was a stopgap. He's a band aid. Jurgen Klinsmann got a second cycle which is an entirely entirely unprecedented in, in international soccer outside of Yergi Lowe um, so that was destined to fail and when it did we brought in it was destined it, to fail because he realized those were average players and they knew it too and when he called them out they didn't like it so they stopped playing for him Jurgen Klinsmann Jurgen Klinsmann did a lot of really fantastic things for our program and I'll forever appreciate him for instilling a lot of things that are leading to the development of a bunch of younger players for us but his his senior team talent evaluation was not great despite how much I love mixed discrewed playing mixed discrewed as a number six in important games not a great idea by Jurgen Klinsmann playing playing Jeff Cameron as a right back is a waste of one of the best players on the entire pitch that we have at right back. He just there was a, there was a there was a lot to be desired but from him but but you're absolutely right Matt. Point taken. 
whoever comes in after Bruce Arena is going to say a lot about the U.S. Soccer Federation. Is it just going to be another MLS manager? Or are we going to try and hit another home run like we did the Klinsman? And and I, I, think you, but I least, hope you we know, swing for the fences, personally. Swing for the fences, and then that, that'll be... Especially like, because we'll have time early. You know, it's it's another four years till the next World Cup. The problem with Klinsman is that we were a year away, and we were looking down the barrel of everybody in the locker room hating him, and very realistically not making it. I mean, yeah, you're right. They, it, change needed to happen for him. So, but regardless, we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll wait to the next international break. Um, you've, Coming you've up in October, you've, you've, you've kind of won me over. I'll I'll say you you won that one. So hey, that's um, two on the day, isn't it? That's two. Two. What was the other thing you won me over on? I don't know. We'll have to listen back. But there was there. I I I marked a tally down somewhere. Uh yeah yeah. I'm just I'm striking out today. I, Matt, I like Matt's I recovering from the pub day. He's not I'm sharp. Pub, I'm not sharp today. I'm just I'm just enjoying myself. You looked yeah. a lot like Manchester United yesterday. Your podcast uh, performance. Oh, uh, dude. Today this is probably very very <laughs> poor poor showing for me today. But um, no, nah, it's uh, <laughs> uh Blake Blake taking him. Ah, uh, damn it. That's, that's, well, that one's gonna hurt actually. <laughs> uh, man, I can't. Uh, I don't like to be wrong. But uh, fuck that. That's this one's gonna. I'm not going to sleep well tonight. Oh man. Well, it, you clearly didn't have enough beers during the during the episode then if you're not no, going to sleep. No, I didn't. Well. Uh, I don't. Oh god. Can I vote myself as wanker of the week? Oh jeez. All right. All right. So, to wrap this thing up, Matt, I won't let you uh, take the easy way out because because I still think you're a top lad at heart. So, um, before we wrap it up, we've got to we've got to do it. Uh, who is your wanker of the week and you can't say yourself? Uh no. Um I'm gonna have to go wanker of the week uh with uh Sadio Mane. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh I'm yeah. Sorry, that was just what in the hell was he thinking? It's He's just... individually responsible for about four goals against Liverpool as far as I'm concerned. I still think City, you know, maybe it would have been a draw. Like City's a very good team and I think Mm-hmm. To me, they're still one of my picks to win the Premiership this season. But just you're going full speed like that, and your foot's that high, kicked him in the <laughs> fucking face. They just destroyed the shit out of it, and he goes. But it, 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 yeah, it's just that. But you know, like Mane, he's, he has like something like seven red cards. Does he really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wow! God, could you imagine though if that was Wayne Rooney kicking someone in the face? It, like the whole world would have stopped. Oh, but geez. yeah, I saw <laughs> Rooney's tackle on uh, Deli Alley. Yeah, was a bit, he is salty about Deli Alley being the England number ten and, and essentially forcing him into international retirement. So you know he got one on him. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know. That's a uh, that's a uh, it's got to be Mane for me. Just that that's way reckless. That's just. Not thinking. It's uh, just there's no place for that in the game, and it it was dirty. And I I'll tell you that. what, though, my American football friend probably would have appreciated that. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, <laughs> fucking some. You know, that's what the that's what the you know all the all the people gets the gets them off the seats. The, you know, that's the premiership for you though. Just kick them, kick them. 
a little but bit of action. A little bit, of, you know. There was, there was. Uh, I saw some good memes and stuff from it, and good tweets. So, oh man, uh, you know, good bands. I'm sure there'll be more this week. You know, and it's actually if you actually look at it from like one of the angles, you can see the fucking blood coming like <laughs> in a spray off his face, like the sweat and blood just like. Poof. I was like, that's some of the crazy shit. Uh, like, thankfully, he's okay. But yeah, he made it out onto the sidelines uh, towards the end of the match. I had woken up by that time to see him yeah. walking out. So uh, he he he's all right. But Sadio Mane, man, he was fearless. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But uh, who's uh who's, who's your wanker of the week? Uh, I feel like a homer for saying this, but it, it's got to be Ronald Koeman. Um. Ronald Kuhl, he made the schoolboy error. This is this is FIFA the video game 101. You put pace on the team when you know you're probably going to be conceding possession. So Everton plays Spurs this weekend. Um, Spurs, by every possible measurement, is a better team than Everton. And I'm not ashamed to say that. That's absolutely true. But Ronald Koeman's idea of uh, a lineup has 10, or not 10, but three number 10s. Gilfie Sigurdsson, Wayne Rooney, Davy Clawson. None of which have any pace whatsoever. And anybody, like the, your average soccer fan could tell you when we have no possession, because Spurs are better than us, the way to attack is via breaking on the counter. So when we have three slow guys trying to lead the break, what the hell are you doing? Put somebody fast in. Put Kevin Morales in. Put Lookman in. Lookman played with the U23s this week, and he wasn't even on the bench. That shows you how far away from a decent idea he was. So Ronald Koeman, I'm, I'm losing to Spurs. Fine. They're a better team than us. But dog. If I was playing in a game of FIFA 17, I had a better chance of winning than that. And you get paid millions of pounds. Oh, man. God, you're just winning on all facets. That was way better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I did drink two more beers than you, so I've got a little bit more confidence to say I what I'm feeling. Man. I, to be honest, man, I, <clears throat> I had the Blueprint Bavarian. It was all right. I, I'm going to go to PBR next week. <laughs> Uh, back, to, back. To Either the that, or I'll do Champions League. Hopefully, you know, while United's playing their other, you know, they played their bogey team Stoke this past week, and now we play their mid, you know, our European bogey team in Basel. So, fucking, okay. fucking a. Okay. So, be All right. Um, Champions League. I don't have a dog in that in that fight there, but we've got a couple more seconds, Matt. Tell me, uh, tell me what you're looking for. Are there any like? Big time matches that you know of that that are worth watching, or no, better than that, we're not a team that tells you what to watch, or we're not a podcast that tells you what to watch. But what's your week of Champions League football watching gonna gonna look like? How are how are you gonna sneak them in? Oh gosh, I'm gonna try to have to do this at work. Thankfully, my boss is out, so um, <laughs> I don't think I'll I don't think I'll skip work. You know, usually I go and I I kind of leave work. Take that lunch break, right? That lunch break <laughs> that extends into three hours, and then I may not come back. <laughs> but uh, no, um, you know, I'll, I'll watch the United match. I'm sure <clears throat> I'll, I'll watch something else. But you know, keep it on in the background. But <clears throat> honestly, I don't even really. I just know United has Basel 
Um, I don't really know. And that's and that's fair. I'd probably nerd alert you if you had any other ideas. And so I appreciate you only knowing your one club. But sounds like me and you both are probably going to be using our second monitor at the office to, to have some Champions League on in the background. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's to me, it's the best competition in the world. It's hands down. You see the best of the best. It's the most entertaining for me. I mean, I I love the Premiership, but. I love it. I just love the Champions League. I love that when you get that, you hear that thing, I'm so glad United are back in it because it is the premium. It's the crop. It's the best of the best. But when you hear that music and you, the Heinekens and all this, it's, uh, it's great. Speaking of Heinekens, I just we'll had a Heineken-induced burp right there. <laughs> and maybe that's an idea, a podcast. One day, uh, you know, when we do one of those Heineken dinners, um, oh, with Champions yes. League dinners, yes. do that live. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. That, that would, would be a lot fun. of fun. Get the mates, get the lads. Uh, but hey, I won in Toga this week, first win of the season. Um, <clears throat> coming back, you know, even though Blake and Matt, I had a- Matt and I had legitimately. I'm not. I'm not over exaggerating this. I bet maybe over the last week and a half, I bet three hours were spent arguing with each other over a slight rule tweak about whose waiver priority would go first in Toga. Um, ultimately, that's four. I won that as well. <laughs> my 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 Toga pick ended up, I ended up winning, getting a first waiver priority. Um, and then Matt and I later realized when we both got the players that we preferred that we essentially wasted three hours of our time arguing with each other for absolutely nothing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was kind of stupid, but I guess, you know, I finally got to managing my teams, you know, beat Ryan this week. Uh, so it was good, you know, I had some good points, so, uh, it helped. I got three clean sheets, so that, that was pretty good in my defense. Um, Remy um, tried to, Remy's trying to lowball trade me for Kashelnak, but I think, or Kalas, whatever the fuck his name Kalasinach, is. Kalasinach? maybe? I don't know. Whatever Arsenal is, they won, so now they're back to Wenger in, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, that's... Uh, that's All right, we can't do that this episode because we're already at 55 minutes, but that's another thing I want to talk about in the future is fanhood following a blowout loss. And so we'll, we'll address that in the future, but Matt... Uh, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. Uh, we are both one and three in Taga, but I am four and zero oh on the evening in Bants, and uh, we're gonna have to do this more regularly. We've found a way to meet in the middle where we can both have a couple beers. We can add up to slightly less between the two of us, and um, and 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 we're gonna we're gonna make it a regular thing. Sounds good to me, Blake, and uh, that's uh, looking forward to more of these. So uh, we'll have to get Eric on the next one. I know we told him. Um, hopefully, he'll uh, he'll have. Uh, well, now we, we are can get horrible, him. horrible people. Oh, we are, man. Uh, it is just horrible people. Horrible day, and um, I am just. I'm just gonna kind of retract as a a loser this week. So. Um, I'm gonna have to live. <laughs> I hope you sleep well tonight. Yeah, I won't. It'll be a week of shame. So, but don't worry. I'll uh, I'll get um just concentrate on Toga and Champions League. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, me and me and me and Everton will be in the Europa League. All right, Matt. Thanks again. Oh uh, shit! That... We play next week. We play you next week. And... Oh jeez, God! Everton cannot catch a break. I'm done here. I'm I'm turning <laughs> this off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See ya.
Bieber has just been 